0: Hello and welcome to the Swift Coders podcast, where each week we interview an amazing Swift developer about their experience with Apple's new open source programming language. We hear their stories, learn their tips and tricks, and try to leave you feeling inspired and empowered on your Swift Coder journey. I'm your host, Garrick, and today's guest is Gennady O'Crane. Gennady is an iOS developer at RealGood, and he's also the creator of WWDC Parties app, Welcome to the show, Gennady. Hi, Gary.
1: How are you?
0: Fine. Thank you. How are you? Uh, perfect. perfect. Oh, right. Perfect. You up to me right there. <laughs> Where are you right now?
1: Uh, right now, I'm in San Francisco.
0: Cool. What are you doing there? Uh, you
1: know, living, working, enjoying from the foggy weather.
0: How long have you been living in San Francisco? Uh,
1: actually, I moved less than a year ago. So it's very new.
0: Nice. Congratulations. That's awesome. Thank you. So where are you working right now?
1: I'm working in a startup, very small startup called Real Good. And this is basically your go-to place for movies. So from watch lists to trailers, reviews, where can you stream the movie, what theaters you can go and watch it, all your friends. So basically everything related to movies.
0: And it's out right now, it's live.
1: Yeah, it's version one is live and we hopefully will release version two in the few next days, so.
0: Okay, cool, yeah, I just checked it out. I'm definitely gonna download it because you know, whenever you open up Netflix or when you're trying to figure out what you wanna watch, yeah. you can, you can you know, use some help if you, if you don't know what you wanna watch, you know? so it sounds it's, like Real Good will help you with that. That's exactly
1: the, the problem that we are trying to solve, yeah.
0: So how's that going?
1: It's good. Uh, Some things, you know, when you build 10 features, some things will work less, some things will work more. Uh, People are really excited. A lot of people uh, use it and they have huge uh, watch lists, a few hundred movies. Wow. And the thing that we're focusing on in the new version is moving more to a community-based app and not friend-based app. Okay, because uh, it's really hard to ask from people to invite their friends. Specifically, you know, it used to be easy, but now everyone is tired from social things. So, so big.
0: what? How, how big is the team, or what? What's your role there? Are you like the main iOS developer, or just one of a couple? Yeah, the team
1: is really small. We're six people. Okay, and I built the. First version, and now there is another iOS developer that helped me. So we're basically a team of two. Okay. Developers,
0: yeah. So you built the first version from scratch, you know, all yourself. Yeah. Wow. And then now is, is you're sort of like a lead, uh, or you guys are sort of co-developers. Yeah, or?
1: it's like a lead, but you know, it's 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 so small that I don't know if you can really give names and titles.
0: Right. What what type of practices, if at all, do you guys use? Because, uh, you know, I'm working at a, 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 st- a small startup uh, as an iOS developer, and we don't really, you know, we kind of just build. There's no time to really think about, like, best practices, it seems like. Um, and then but then I know, like, bigger companies, they use like TDD and extreme programming and pair programming and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Do you guys do anything like that? Or do you just kind of build?
1: We, not exactly. We have some things we're trying to to maintain, like release a version every two weeks and do pull requests and go through other people's code and something like that. But not, we're trying to have tests, but it's really hard when the team is small and we always shift and change the product every week. So it's really hard to have some, something.
0: Right. Yeah, I'm just learning, uh, testing right now mm-hmm. and also dependency injection so it's kind of like right in the front of my mind like mm-hmm. after you and I talk I'm going to go back to this project that I'm working on to do some TDD or well I guess just write some unit tests technically yeah
1: we'll been doing some UI testing but it's really hard to maintain them and to make them work it's hopefully so... this year it will be better and they will fix all those things
0: so what's it like being an iOS developer in San Francisco? I mean, to me that sounds like a dream. Uh, you know, where were you before? Could you ever imagine that you were going to be in the heart of it all? Um, what's that? What's that like?
1: <laughs> yeah, I've been living for the last twenty something years in Tel Aviv. So, it's it's big, but not the same. You know, I'm in San Francisco. You can walk in the street and see all the best app developers, you wow. know, I'm just bump into them. So it's it's very interesting and nice to meet those people and learn, and I'm trying to go to the meetups and learn new things. So, that's
0: so you said you came from Tel Aviv. Is that sort of where you got your start as a programmer? Um, yeah. When did you start programming?
1: So the, my first interaction with a computer was when I was 12. It's like something like 17 years ago, it was like, I don't remember exactly, but my parents bought, you know, like one of the oldest uh, and more so expensive computers. And immediately I started to take things apart, break it, fix it. And then the internet arrived. So I started to build some small websites and copy things. And, you know, a little bit programming, not that uh, it wasn't, like, a job or something, just playing around. And uh, on day when you are 18, you need to go to the army, to the IDF. And Where? actually IDF, the army in Israel. Oh, oh, okay. Yeah, and I actually started in the army. I was doing uh, something called FPGA. It's basically you program a piece of hardware to do some specific task. So it's totally different from software developed, but it's, you know, similar language. You have ifs and while uh, loops, but eventually it programs to to hardware.
0: You were programming like hardware, like yeah. robots or something?
1: And um, it was like more like uh, communication uh, things, but. Okay. Uh, but, what yeah.
0: language were you using to yeah, do Yeah, the
1: language, they have like, two languages, Verilog and VHDL, I was using VHDL. VHDL? Yeah.
0: Interesting, never heard of that.
1: Yeah, it's uh, it's not that common a software, but it's it's known. People do it. And the the problem here is that when you build something, it takes ten years from when you finish it until someone actually using it and it's so oh, expensive no. that almost no one can can buy those things and that's why army can use those things and like chip developers, but it's not something you will buy in the store. Right. So somewhere around that time, I just had fun and built a small app somewhere around 2010. And it was crazy to build something on your own computer and ship it and see people, just random people use it and send you feedback. It was so amazing that I just decided that's what I need to do. And I just moved to build apps full time.
0: Well, let's back up for a second yeah. because you kind of went through that story um, like very fast. <laughs> I feel like there's a lot yeah. in there. First, <laughs> first off, where did your parents get that computer,
1: and why? Um, that's a good question. I think they. My mother is a teacher, and she wanted to kind of teach computers, and they wanted. To see what, what it's all about. My my grandfather is a like a engineer of you know real stuff like not not a computer engineer but a,
0: oh okay like. Yeah. A- a mechanical yeah. or a, or a civil engineer, yeah, exactly. Or so like building buildings or building mechanical engines or something.
1: Yeah, so he used yeah buildings and roads. Oh. So he used the okay. computer for for that. It really helped him. That was the initial thought why to buy it, but you know I took over it and never they never had the chance to actually use it. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So when you first started making websites, mm-hmm. what did you try to do? Did you use, like I've heard of this thing called GeoCities or something? Um, I never, I never yeah. used it. Did you? Did you just build it from scratch, or how did you go about um, that?
1: I just, you know, you can look on the source of other website, copy, learn something oh. like that, read a book. Just small, small stuff, not like anything advanced, but. For me, it was, uh, you know, crazy. You can just put something online and everyone in the world can watch it without, you know, paying money or buying expensive things. You just need a computer, you enter the website and you, you can watch it. Right, it. right.
0: So then in, like, high school or mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know if it's called high school in Tel Aviv, Yeah. But did you study computer science at that time? Like around, you know, 15 to 18 years old?
1: Yeah, it's, it was, uh, you know, they, they are outdated, so you study something not really interesting, and I basically teach the teacher or something. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah.
0: Okay, so then how long did you spend in the, what was it, the IDF? Or yeah, it, how long IDF you, is
1: Israeli Defense Force. Defense Force. Force. Yeah. How
0: long did you spend there?
1: Programming Um, the mandatory time is three years, but because I had like a special uh, unit, so I did four and a half years
0: Wow, Uh, one of my previous guests Yareev Nassim. He mm -hmm. worked as a programmer i more I think a more traditional programmer in the IDF. I believe which is interesting I wonder he's a little older than you I think so you might not have been there at the same time But that that's interesting.
1: Yeah, I know there is official Programming course,
0: so I worked with them too in the same unit. So, I think he was building like some kind of inventory or data mm. management software, like yeah. back end thing. You for know, the... I army mean, needs a lot of
1: software, so right, a lot of right, different branches and kinds of things.
0: So you leave the army and you do what? You go, you stay in Tel Aviv and you work a, as a programmer, or what did you do when you left the army?
1: Uh, actually, I continue to work with a similar company, private company that it was ex-IDF uh, people for my unit.
0: Okay, and then you were doing similar work? Yeah.
1: Similar okay, work.
0: so at what point did it occur to you that you wanted to do something different? And what
1: did you do? Um, I think first I got an iPhone and played with apps, and then I thought, oh, why why won't I build it? I actually had a problem. Uh, you know, when you get your uh, payroll you need to there are some taxes you pay and some stuff like that but no one actually knows if it's right or not and i found (laughs) some mistakes so i decided probably a lot of people never checked it and they have a lot of mistakes so let's build an app for that nice yeah and it actually made money not a lot but people were buying it and i got a lot of feedback and
0: is it still in the app store?
1: Uh, no, it, took, it was, if you look now, it was like, very ugly. And uh,
0: <laughs> Do you think that it's the like problem still exists? Maybe? Uh,
1: uh... Yeah, I did the first one, but now there are like 10 like that.
0: Oh, okay. All right, so you're walking around the streets of Tel Aviv. You're looking at your payroll check, and you're like, this doesn't make sense. Yeah. Let mm-hmm. me make an app for that. So what did you do? How did you go about that?
1: Yeah. At the time, I had a PC, so I used some kind of a Hackintosh. It was breaking all the time. It was so hard and I didn't, you know, I was new to Mac, to Xcode, was just hacking stuff to make it kind of work and figuring out what to do until I had some, something working.
0: Okay. Well, what did you do? Did you just like read a book? Did you just Google? Did um, you? Yeah,
1: just Google, and you know, it it was it wasn't like today that there are a lot of info about it and everything. Right,
0: right. So how did you do it? How did yeah. you figure it out?
1: I just figured it out. I don't know. <laughs>
0: oh wow! Okay. Yeah.
1: It was it wasn't like state of the art code. It was something to make it work. You know.
0: And but, this was Objective-C, yeah, of course.
1: it was Objective-C 2.0, or like, I don't know, before uh, ARC, before the new stuff.
0: Okay, so you build this app, and then what? You put it out, and you just quit your job, or uh, what happened?
1: No, no. but I put it out and started getting feedback, and I kind of feel it. I have the feeling that I can actually build something that people will use every day, and I don't need to wait 10 years until it actually ships, and... And I don't know, it took me a while, like a few months, a year, I think, to realize that. But then I decided, okay, that's that's what I want to do. So I quit the job and I started. I actually was uh, during uh, university at that time. So I decided to focus a few more months to finish the degree. And when I finished, just do full-time apps.
0: So wait, you were in the IDF. You leave the IDF. You're working, but you're also at university. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Is that typical? Is that how it works out there? Or? Um,
1: I think usually you start university and somewhere in the middle you go to to work somewhere. But because I had experience from the army, I just started doing them at the same time, like half, half uh, like a part job, not uh, and, right, a full time. Right, part time job. Yeah.
0: So what did you study at university?
1: Uh, electrical engineering. Oh, wow. Yeah. Cool. But The focus was computer science, but the, the official name is uh, electrical engineering. So,
0: OK, so you're working part time. You're going to school part time. <laughs> you build this tax sort of tax accounting mm-hmm. app. And then you think to yourself, I want to build some more. Did you, gradu- you first graduated though?
1: Um, I quit the job around a year before I graduated, a few months. And when I graduated, I found a few friends that were in the same thing. And we decided, let's try to make uh, some consulting company, build okay. some apps, and then help others build apps. How did that go? Uh, it was very good. We built, the first stuff we built is something called the uh, Mapped in Israel. It's not in the story yet anymore, but it was kind of a map with all the startups in Israel.
0: Oh, that's right. I think I remember hearing about that. And so when was, when was this? Let's, let's put it in context. uh, This was uh, 2013,
1: three years ago. Okay. So not too
0: long ago. Yeah. Okay. So you build this consulting company and Mm -hmm. you're actually working as a consulting, you know, iOS developers full time.
1: Yeah, it was uh, full time. Wow. That's awesome. Uh, me and uh, one more developer and the designer. And we worked. Uh, one of the things we did was the WRC Parties app. But this is
0: uh, When did you put that out? 2014?
1: Yeah.
0: Oh, my gosh. So your life has, like, changed very dramatically very recently. Yeah.
1: It's,
0: uh, it's interesting because it's I look I look at you and I, I see, it's, yeah, it's Gennady. He's been doing it his whole life. But it's like, no, you just recently graduated, maybe 2012
1: or something. It was, yeah, 2013.
0: 2013. Yeah. You started this consulting. You've gotten so far, so fast. Congratulations. That's awesome. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, so you build the, the tele, what was it called? Um, Startup Tel Aviv?
1: yeah it was called uh, mapped in Israel mapped in mapped. Israel is basically a startup that we that they had only a website so we offered let's build you an open source app with uh, app because the website didn't work on the on the iPhone it was just crashing Safari so we decided let's help those guys because they have a good cause for that and we like to help
0: so that was your consulting company yeah mapped in Israel what was no, the app?
1: the consulting company name was actually sugar oh. But this is the name of the app, mapped in Israel. Okay,
0: okay. And then the second project you guys made was dubbed yeah, parties. That's
1: right. This wow. was like a fun project, but we worked on a in an app called Jovi, like a movie but with Jay. Uh, okay. For, Jovi. Yeah like for a movie. About a year. It was a cool app that you open the app, you have a lot of templates of videos, beginnings and ends, and you just put your record yourself in the middle. That's what's the idea
0: cool yeah. okay so you you did that for about what maybe two years and then somehow you ended up in San Francisco how did that work? Yeah out?
1: I did it for about a year and a half and uh, then we decided that it was nice to do consulting but eventually we decided everyone wants kind of to do its own thing so designer uh, went uh, nomad and traveled around the world and the other developer. He got a child, so he's like in more with the child. And I decided I want to try and go to San Francisco and see what's going on here. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> How, was it hard to get? You got the
0: real good job, and you moved. I, yeah. I, from my memory, okay. Mm-hmm. So was it difficult to get that job? And then tell us about the move. I mean, going from Tel Aviv um, to <laughs> to San Francisco, doing really like your first iOS developer, like job, like as an employee, you know, you're up until that point, you were your own boss in a way.
1: Yeah. um, What was that like? (laughs) Actually, Jovi was kind of your own boss, but we were part of a bigger team. So it was more like the first job. But yeah, but I understand what you're saying. And yeah, so it's a little bit of funny story. So last WRC, I didn't go to WRC, but I was around and I met the founder of Real Good, and we talked. And a few months later, he, said, he asked me if I wanted to do some kind of uh, consulting and check the source code of some outsourced guy that did him the, some prototype. Right. And I just go through it, and it was like half terrible, half weird, and I write him all the feedback. And a few days after, it, he's like, oh, I really like what you did. Do you want uh, to start working full time? That's and, awesome. Yeah, and we started like to work full time from Tel Aviv, and eventually, I'm here.
0: So you started working for him, or your your sugar team started uh, working?
1: No, it was we. We splitted parts, so yeah. So okay. I started by myself.
0: Wow! And then, so at what point? Like, how long did it take for you to then move to San Francisco?
1: Um, it took uh, I don't know a few months.
0: Wow, something and like then that. was it hard to move? I mean, how did that work did Did you did they like pay for your relocation? I mean, how does that work?
1: And yeah, something like that. It's still, I'm still moving because my girlfriend is in Israel and we're getting married next month. So all right, go. C- yeah. y-
0: your fiance then, fiance. Yeah. Congratulations! <laughs> so thank you. So, you heard it here first, folks.
1: <laughs> so I'm still, I'm still. Travelling a lot and hopefully everything. It's, it's still a process of moving, you know. I'm here, but... You're still there. I'm still, like, in two places, yeah. <laughs>
0: so you go back and forth a lot?
1: Um, Not a lot, but yeah, I've been a few times.
0: Wow. Wow, wow, <laughs> wow. So what was that like, though? I mean, you know, you went from Tel Aviv... I mean, had you been to San Francisco before? I, I guess yeah, you, you, you I came mean, to Dub Dub, but, like... Yeah. And I guess what you're saying is you're still kind of not fully moved, but you do spend most of your time in San Francisco. Yeah, that's like, right. Did you leave? You left, you know, your you left your fiancé or your girlfriend maybe at the time. Yeah. You left your family, your friends. What was that like?
1: Um, it's hard. It's not easy, but, you know, like everyone is there. But I'm kind of alone here, but you have a lot of friends, a lot of people are doing the same thing, so it makes it easier.
0: Do you get involved at all in the local like startup or meetup or you know uh, iOS yeah. developer community? Do you go to meetups? Yeah, meet I'm going people? to meetups.
1: I had a talk. Uh, I gave a talk about, you remember when Apple launched uh, live Photos? So I searched a way to kind of run it on older devices. So I found the private API. So I talked about it in some local meetups. So I'm trying to be involved. And
0: I know Re- uh, Realm, leads, I believe, Realm leads the Swift user yeah. group.
1: Yeah, so I, I've been talking there.
0: Okay, great. Yeah, time. that seems that seems like, because a lot of like really cool iOS developers are in San Francisco, right? I yeah, mean,
1: the Realm group is really, the meetup is really good, and I'm trying to go to all of them. Sometimes it's hard, but they have like two meetups a month, so.
0: So how busy are you in terms of like your day-to-day? Is it is it more than just a, like a 40-hour work week?
1: I'm kinda thousand percent busy. <laughs> oh wow. Yeah, I'm there is the full time job and the party's up and I'm working on some small apps too and trying to be involved in the community so I'm trying to do everything.
0: Yeah, tell yeah, me you know. about it. Tell <laughs> me about it. But so in a way maybe it's good that uh that you're sort of you know, the fiance is not there yet.
1: Yeah, it's Definitely, it's easier and me working a lot, but it's harder for me being far. Yeah.
0: Yeah, definitely. Of course, you gotta you miss everybody. You yeah. miss her. Yeah, it's understandable.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Wow. So I want to get into sort of what you just mentioned, like those other apps. Mm-hmm. But before we do, I want to talk about a couple more things. So you've been doing iOS development now for like three, four.
1: Yeah, something like three years full time, and I started something like. I don't know, five, six years ago, my first line of
0: code, so. Right, right, so, how do you feel now? I mean, you, you started, as you said, five, six years ago, mm-hmm. but full-time, you've been doing it for three, four years, maybe, from where you started, you know, you said the code just worked. It, yeah. Maybe it wasn't pretty, but it just worked. Mm-hmm. To where you are now, how, how do you feel? Like, do you feel like you've come pretty far?
1: Yeah, I, I did come far, I can I built the whole hub from nothing, really good, I mean, and I built a lot of small apps, so yeah, but I always I always have ascendance, like learn something new every day, so I'm trying to, to do it, learn something new every day. So there's I like still- like that, yeah, ascendance. There's still a long way to go, you know?
0: <laughs> so, but looking at yourself now, and then looking at where you came from, could, you know, your your five, you know, five ago, you know, five years ago self, looking at where you are now, mm-hmm. would your five year ago self say something like, man, I don't know if I can get there. Or I guess what I'm getting at is, mm-hmm. you know, there's a lot of people out there, myself included, who, you know, we're in it you know, during, you know, every day and we're, we're trying to ascend, as you said. And it just, there's so much, it's so overwhelming. We forget to kind of take it piece by piece. We forget that it's a journey but we want we want to feel like we can get there as well is and yeah. did you kind of go through that i mean you didn't yeah. just it, it was a five six year journey for you yeah. to get to where you are now
1: i don't know i never thought about it exactly I just like you know focus on the next few days like learn new stuff so eventually you will know a lot of things that's right what i'm doing i never planned it you know but right i was just looking go oh, let's build this thing that will solve that problem let's do this Right. Just move the step by step somehow.
0: So also before we before we switch gears, then what is iOS development to you? What is coding to you? Is it just a job or is it a passion? If it is a passion, you know, why do you think why do you think that is?
1: Yeah, for me it's, it's not a job. It's it's a passion, but not not as a code, as as building some product, because eventually just writing code is, is nothing, if if no one is using it, if it's not part of a bigger thing. Eventually you need to, to do some kind of a product, something that people can use, because if not, it's just, it just a code, you know?
0: Right, it's just a tool. Yeah,
1: just a to, exactly, just a tool for you to build something that someone else will use. So
0: if you could build a product in some other way, let's say there was like some WYSIWYG interface where you could just build a shiny app, mm-hmm would you build it that way um, if, it, if it let's say maybe let's say if it took the same time took the same amount of time
1: it's a good question <laughs>
0: I and mean, it's kind of a yeah. I mean, some the world is kind of going in that direction there are some WYSIWYG like interfaces like that I guess what I'm getting at mm. is like what is it about you obviously enjoy coding yeah what is it about it
1: um solving problems it's very interesting like you look on some problem that you're facing, let's say how to calculate your uh, tax that you need to pay for your payroll, and then you start writing code and you have it solved, so.
0: Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. I
1: really like the, you know, from starting from nothing and only an idea how to do something, you're not sure will it work, how complicated it is, and then you build it and it's working and people can use it, that's, the whole process is interesting.
0: Yeah, creating something from nothing. Mm-hmm. I think that's really cool. I mean, all you need, it's its a big barrier for some people, yeah. but all you need is a laptop, right? And then just yeah. time and patience and a decent brain, I would say.
1: Yeah, you need to start from some problem that you actually want to solve for yourself too, because then uh-huh. you have the, the passion to do it.
0: The passion project, exactly. Yeah. I, tell, I tell that to all my, my meetup members, find a passion yeah. project. That's what got me through it.
1: Yeah that's that's I think for me too. Yeah everything I do is like, oh, it's hard for me to do this thing. Can I build an app? Maybe people will use it too. Let's do it. So I jump and build something yeah.
0: That's awesome. Okay, so before we move to the next segment, I just want to take a quick break and thank Mothers. Today is Mother's Day. Thank you to all the amazing, strong, fearless, Motherly, amazing, incredible, what else? What are some amazing words, some good words I can throw out there? Mothers. Happy Mother's Day to my mom, actually. Love you, mom. And to
1: who else? To my mom, too. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> happy Mother's Day to your mom. And happy Mother's Day to my niece's mom. Mm-hmm. And, and all the other moms out there. Thank you so much for birthing us into the world and taking care of us. So we can build shiny apps.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> All right. So now I want to talk to you about more uh, Swift specific stuff. You actually come from an Objective C background. Yeah. Um, what was what was that like when I mean, you were at Dub no wait, 2014 yeah, you were not at that's Dub. Yeah. You you were? Yeah, I did. Oh wow. You were in the room. Okay. Yeah. So what was going on through your head when Swift was announced?
1: Um, it was uh, pretty crazy. Everyone is clapping his hands. And, like people started to stand. And it was amazing to see the people so happy about it. Wow! And I always liked, like everything new. I'm trying it. I'm I'm trying to see if it's good or not. So I'm just I jumped over it. I don't remember. If it was like while I was in this room. I think. Little bit uh, later in the same day, but I started like the first line during the, that day.
0: So, oh wow, <laughs> that's cool. And did you go to the Swift Talks? There was like the introduction, the intermediate, and advanced. Yeah,
1: I, I did. Uh, I always uh, rewatch all the sessions, so I watch right. them anyway. <laughs>
0: right. What else was going on? Do you remember talking to anybody? What was the energy like in the room?
1: Everyone was excited about it, Uh, you know, like Objective-C. Some people hate it, some people love it, and uh, finally something new that you can actually hopefully do things easier and faster and in a more stable way. So everyone was excited about it.
0: So then when did you, let's say after Dub Dub, you got back, did you start learning part-time, you know, or in your spare time or full-time? How did you go about learning, and how much time did you put into it?
1: Yeah, I, I think first I read a book and played with some playgrounds, but it's for me it's not working. I need some passion project to work to to, to achieve that. Right. So uh, one thing that I had problem with was the new way of iOS sorting the the photos on, in the gallery. Okay. So it's based on location and time, but sometimes you save a photo without a location, and sometimes you save the photo from somewhere and the time is wrong. So I uh, watched on the, one of the sessions was uh, the new photos uh, framework. And actually have a way to manipulate and change the location and uh, the time. And uh, it was like around uh, January or uh, February of 2015, but no apps were doing it, all the apps were just Manipulating, you know, like the photo and not this data that photos. Metadata. Does. Yeah. So I just built a quick prototype and started to work on this app in Swift. And it took me about a month, I think, from the idea to to the App Store. Actually, I wrote a blog post about it. People were really, really excited. I know that some folks at Apple, uh, the QA team of the photos, they used it a little bit. I don't know if they still use it. but. You can basically manipulate the photos, location, and it's pretty cool project because still, year it was a year ago, the app a year in the store. I think it's the only app that can do it for now too. So yeah.
0: Wait. So what was the problem you were originally trying to solve? The problem was
1: you go to your photo gallery on the iPhone, and all the photos are uh, not sorted correctly because of some. Location or time missing from them. I see.
0: Okay, and so you created a new photo library app.
1: Um, no, not exactly. It, it's kind of a photo library app, but you can edit those things. You can copy location oh. from from a photo to a photo. You can and then it would the time, resave.
0: So. It would resave it to your actual photo library. Yeah, but it's and so
1: it's not. Uh, it edits the the original photo. It's it won't right. copy the photo.
0: Right. And then when you go back to your photo library, the Photos app, it would be sorted properly. Yeah, exactly.
1: That's the thing. Wow,
0: that's such a specific thing. to. But I guess, are you a photographer? I think I I saw a photo, like a photographer on your website. Okay, so maybe that's why.
1: Yeah. So photos that, especially photos that you take with a camera that... Like a DSLR, like external
0: camera, like a Canon.
1: They don't have any location, so you want to add a location or change it or something. So... That tool helps you a lot with it.
0: Yeah. That's cool. What What's that app called?
1: It's called Organizer. And
0: it's in it's in the App Store.
1: Yeah, it's it's hard to find it, but if you search my name, you will find it. That's cool.
0: So that was the first app you shipped in
1: Swift. Yeah, it was the first Swift only app. Yeah. How many apps have you shipped? In total. Yeah. It's um, a good question. I think I shipped. Personally, something like twelve or eleven, wow. apps, but uh, wow. half of them are still active, and half of the half is mine, are mine, and the other half is like.
0: Wow, well, I years. still haven't. I still haven't shipped one. I mean, I'm doing good though because I'm working full time. But mm-hmm. the problem is, I just the ideas I have, I feel like they're too big almost, and it's like taking too long to to finish them. And then people say just, you know, pick a small idea, like a weather app. And then, so I start to build a weather app and I'm like, eh, I don't want to build a weather app. I don't really care about that, you know? Yeah. So it's like, definitely kind of going back to what you were saying, trying to find that passion project, but trying to find something small, you know, get that out and then kind of build from there.
1: Yeah, it's really hard to, to focus on something and make a simple solution. Usually you want to do a complicated solution a lot of tabs, settings. Uh, right. So you should start from something simple and not overthinking it and make the simplest solution possible because that's what users want eventually. You know, they don't want to set 100 settings for something. They just want to open it, see what they want, and close it. That's...
0: So I saw on your Twitter that you are about to release a new app, something with a train. You said it was called Caltrain?
1: Yeah. Uh, Caltrain was the first app I released... Related to navigation area. And uh, what happens, you know, public transportation, usually it's terrible. People miss trains and they're late and a lot of unpredicted things. So for me, commuting a lot on the car train, I decided that the easiest part to solve is just to make a good app with the timetable, you know, easy to use app that will give you the data when you need to go to the train, if it's late, so I built this thing and released it about months month ago. I think I have like a few hundred active users every day. It's pretty pretty exciting because a lot of people actually use it and those people that rely on it, they go to the work and use it, you know? If they miss right. the train, they're late to work. So that's... It's important. Yeah, it's like, it's not sorting a photo, it's getting to your to your work at time. Right. So I started it and Actually it was the first time for me actually built a, a backend, like small backend for that. And it was the first time actually doing a, like a real backend and not playing with Python. So yeah
0: so, so how did you where do you get the data from? Yes yeah, the, so the train data.
1: I just the train data is uh, this, the, just the timetable is static. They change it once a year. So I just uh, wrote a simple script in Python that scrapes it and I run it manually if they change it.
0: But- And then what about when the train's late? How do you find yeah, that Yeah, so
1: they have a website with it and I'm basically scraping the website every minute. Wow. So that's how I know it and I have my own little backend that saves this data and, you know, the app just refreshes it, refreshed it uh, every minute, so.
0: How did you build the backend? What's like, where is the, where is it? Is it on your Mac? Is it on a like Linode or yeah, it's, AWS? It's
1: on Digital uh, DigitalOcean. It's similar to Linode. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, just, you know, similar to how I started the uh, objective C learning. I just like jumped into Python, wrote some simple script to fetch the data, organized it, make sure it works. Today I fixed, so sometimes the database just stops working so today i built a way that it will restart it so i'm just learning this thing and you know if i have a problem i fix it that kind of a thing i'm not i didn't build like the best solution from the beginning i just built something that works and i keep uh, fixing things to make sure it's uh, looking good so i'm i'm just now
0: learning more about backend uh, you know, code and, and building a back end. We actually did a full stack Swift meetup mm-hmm. uh, last week and we're gonna continue that where we're learning how to build a server using Swift and IBM Kitura. Mm-hmm. So but but let's be a little clear on what's what's going on here. So you have your back end is uh, running on DigitalOcean. DigitalOcean Digital is like a, it's a server and it's, it's a framework I'm assuming as well.
1: It's uh, a, it's just, no, just uh, like, it's called the VPS. It's like a virtual server.
0: Virtual server, okay. Yeah. And what languages can you use to, ru- you know, to, to write your back end uh, using DigitalOcean?
1: You, you basically get them kind of, it's not a real machine, but it's a virtual machine, so you can do whatever you want there.
0: Okay, so now you have some code on DigitalOcean that basically goes to a website, pulls in all of the the, the code of the website yeah. is, is what I'm mm-hmm. guessing. And so when we say scrape, we think like it's actually like going across and scraping across the website. I mean, technically it's just pulling in all of the code from that website and then going through it in an intelligent way and pulling in the data that yeah, you want, Yeah, you right?
1: just, you look through the tables and find the right, uh, right lines and
0: Okay, cool. So wait, why did you choose Python? Have you used Python before or? Um,
1: Actually, at the beginning, I wanted to do, to use some co- part of my Swift code that I used for the app, but uh, it's so hard to actually connect to the database and I can just read files and write files, but it won't work well connecting the database. Like the frameworks for the backend Swift are missing now. So I just decided, I need to use some other language, and Python is really good for this uh, scraping thing. They have like good good libraries for that, so I just use this. And I had friends that they use Python, so they helped me a little bit. So that was that's why I chose it. Yeah.
0: Okay. So, but you actually did consider using Swift.
1: I to did. To I this. I ran like, so I took a file from my Swift iOS project, I put it in the backend, and you can get the libraries from the open source thing and compile it and it worked but it's just not there yet yeah it's missing the like the libraries frameworks i don't know how to call it from this thing to talk with the database from this thing to talk with the web server it's like it's missing something you can just run it as a script but you need inputs and outputs and this is uh this was our okay
0: okay well we'll see hopefully it gets there because i think that would be interesting yeah. do you know if anyone's Doing what you're ta- what, we're, what we're talking about is scraping like using Swift yeah. to do that do you know if anyone's doing that yet
1: I don't I don't think so but I've been actually in a few meetups that people were that was their like project to build those tools to make it happen to make a server uh, Swift code run and
0: that's cool so
1: people are working you know IBM and like all of those they're trying to do it it would be perfect to use the same code on on web on servers on Android, I don't know what, if you can reuse the same code, it will save you, it will save time eventually, you know?
0: So do you think that your experience uh, in iOS development made it easier to learn this backend work that you were doing?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think uh, kind of like, you know, all the, all the languages are basically the same idea. You have if, you have loops, so basically, the thinking is what's important, and if you know the thinking, you can adapt to new languages easily.
0: Right in on. General, yeah. So then, Caltrain sounds like it's going good. You you said it's already out. You have a hundred active users. You're probably going to. I have be, hundreds. You know, I did. Hun- oh, hundreds yeah. every day. Awesome every day. Yeah. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah. Cool. So, any any big plans for it, uh, um, taking it to the next level, or whatever you want to do with so it. So
1: another thing that I did was actually. A cool fun thing is to build a, like a skill for the Amazon Echo. Right. And it's actually interesting because. Wait, so
0: is that related to Caltrain? Yeah, it's, you can ask oh, it, wow. when is
1: the next train? And it will tell you it's in five minutes and you need to, to run or something.
0: That is so cool. Yeah.
1: And it's, just, it's using the same data. And because I had the backend already, so I just. It was pretty easy to set it up. And I wrote on, I have a blog post about how the process is, uh, you know, it's, it's a new platform. It's really it's, it's interesting to see how the store looks and how the process. It's kind of the early days of the App Store, but really, really early days, you know. It's-
0: right. So just to be clear for those that might not know what we're talking about, we're talking about the Amazon Echo, this uh, piece of hardware that Amazon released, and they have th- like a development platform uh, where you can create skills for the Echo. So, Gennady created a skill where you can say, Hey, uh, Alexa, right? Yeah. Uh, when should I leave? Or or, or what, what yeah. can you ask Alexa? You're
1: basically asking it, uh, you're saying, Alexa, ask the next
0: train. Okay. Yeah. So, so you built this skill for train Alexa. Train you put it in the Amazon Echo.
1: Let's do that again. Yeah. That was cool. You do can that ask again. it. The, Alexa, ask the next train from San Francisco to Palo Alto. Please ask me from a station to a station. Alexa, ask the next train from Palo Alto to San Francisco. The next train from Belmont to San Francisco is in 42 minutes. Yeah, it's a little bit uh <laughs> So cool, man. Rusty, but it's working.
0: Ah, <laughs> oh, that's so cool. Okay, so. That's in the Amazon Echo or the Alexa App Store? Yeah. What, what's it called? It's
1: called uh, Amazon Echo, but...
0: Okay. Yeah. And then, so how did, you, how did you write that? What language do you use? What, what do you use to build that? Yeah. Not the back end, since you already had that built, yeah. but like...
1: It's the same Python. It's the wow. same thing. You just... Uh, you define... In general, you define the questions, and then you define the answers, and...
0: So is that the only language you can use to write skills?
1: Um, they have examples for Python and uh, Node.js, but I think you can use whatever you want. It might be just harder a little bit.
0: Man, that's so cool. How long did it take you to do that?
1: Um, it, take, it took a lot of time because the review process is uh, weird, but uh, the actual build time was pretty short, short because I already had the data, you know only needed to to figure out how do I submit it for the review and uh, what's happening there all the process you can just read what I wrote about it it's pretty funny and uh,
0: yeah, you know what let's link to that yeah. actually I'll make sure to get that link like
1: they send me every few days a feedback you need to change this do that and every time I fixed it, they found something else and they like it was interesting and uh, eventually they the process made up better that the skill better but At the time, it was like really weird. I think it's new for them too. They're not, I think there are like hundred or like few hundred apps there, that's all, so.
0: So what's your thought? Are you thinking you're going to start moving into other development platforms? uh, Or is this sort of just a one-off thing you want? Um,
1: It was like one-off thing for, you know, all the movements about bots and about automated, Thing So I was mean, just trying it, it's, it's far from being a real platform, you know, it's, for now it's like a, like a game, but if people play with it, it's still not a real tool that people can actually do something with it. But it's moving in that direction, it's, it's very promising.
0: Now, I know you probably don't have any inside information on this, but do you think do you see Apple sort of moving in this direction? It's-
1: uh, one of the hopes is, you know, uh, Siri, Siri SDK or something like that next month, so.
0: That's one of the rumors.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah, you know, rumors are, uh, that's, that's my hope, that's not a rumor.
0: <laughs> okay, all right, well, what do you think, a 50% chance there's going to be a Siri SDK? Yeah, I
1: hope, I hope, yeah, because, you know, Siri is uh, like five years already, or I don't know. Right, like, right. give developers the chance to, to talk with Siri too.
0: <laughs> and maybe she'll get smarter.
1: Yeah, hopefully. You know, if you add if everyone can add something to Siri, she will get smarter. Right. That's the, the idea.
0: So anything any big plans, anything new you're working on, or are you mostly focused on I mean it's you got a lot of stuff going yeah, on, but yeah. is there anything new you're working on or anything new you want to
1: learn? Um, the number one thing that people asked me when I tell, told them about the CalTrain app, oh, can you build an app for my train too? Oh, wow. <laughs> okay. So I'm going to, hopefully it's not a big change. I'm going to do, there is another train here. It's, it's a little bit different train called the BART. So I'm going to hopefully release very similar app, but just with a BART station. So right. hopefully I'll finish it this week. I hope we'll see.
0: Wow. Yeah. That's pretty fast.
1: Yeah, it is, it's, you know, it's like the same design, a little bit different logic, but uh, hopefully I can right. do similar. If you,
0: if you, you know, built the app in a, like a clean object oriented way, maybe it won't be difficult yeah. to repurpose it.
1: It's, yeah, it, it's a little bit more complicated because of the structure of the train. Have, like the calvin is one line, you don't have any transfer, but this train you have like transfers and it's more complicated, but, you right. know, everything is solvable, so I'll solve it. That's awesome. that's the the idea.
0: <laughs> uh, one of the things I saw that was really cool in the WWDC Parties app was that you had Uber integration, where you could order your Uber mm-hmm. right inside the app. Can you tell us about that? What was what was it like um, accessing the API and building it into the Parties app?
1: Yeah, uh, it's it's funny you're asking about it because I just this year is going to be Lyft integration. <laughs>
0: Oh, awesome! Yeah,
1: I got a little bit uh, better relationship with them, and hopefully, we'll have I have the option to give some discounts for the users.
0: So it's going to be both Uber and Lyft, or are you uh, going to take out Uber? No, it's
1: going to be Lyft. It's it's too so crowded, and I think I don't know. It's you know, it's like a war between them. So every day, one of them is better than the other. But recently, Lyft is a little bit better. So I want the people to to have the better the best solution. So. I moved it to Lyft, but we'll see, I'm still open to to the best solution, you know, that's... I mean, you're kind
0: can. of, you guys in San Francisco, you're like in the middle of that war, so you probably have, you know, more sense of it. What What's yeah. going on? Why are you feeling like uh, Lyft is better than Uber? What's going on?
1: I I'm not sure exactly, it's... Uh, okay. You just see what your friends are doing, and like everyone is switching every day to something, and... They get the send promotions and you just see what is cheaper and what is faster and you kind of switch every few days to the other one. So it's funny.
0: So did you have the Uber integration last year?
1: Yeah, the, it's it's not a really integration. They started from kind of a deep linking. You just jump to another app. Now it's a better. Now they Uber have some kind of SDK with actually actual views and you know like you can choose uh, choose stuff and.
0: I see. I didn't actually press the button. Yeah. So when you in the current version with Uber, you just push the button; it takes you to Uber. Yeah,
1: but what I'm the same with Lyft. But actually, I'm going because I'm going to give some discounts, so I'm going to have like some kind of an integration. And they don't have SDK. They have only, you know, only like a private. Yeah, it's not private, but it's like HTTP request that you need to send and receive. So maybe I'll build some open source SDK so people can use it. But we'll see.
0: But the idea is that people order the Lyft through parties, yeah. and Lyft can track that, and you get a percentage.
1: Um, yeah, I almost I get only something from new users, but uh, it's it's worth nothing. It, yeah, I just want people to get uh, to the parties, you know, quicker and try to give them better. Uh, Wait a way. second, <laughs> you
0: only get something from new users yeah. like you're sending them you're sending them people you yeah. could be sending them anywhere a, and they're not giving you that's what i a, I thought the whole point of the api was for you know for people to promote uber and lyft yeah. in their apps and then they get a cut yeah
1: maybe if they will listen to this episode they will uh, change their mind and uh, send me some money but uh, for now uh, Oh, it's a man, project that... without money.
0: <laughs> oh, that's a wah, wah, wah. Yeah, But you
1: know the, the old reason for the parties app is to get the developers free beer. So <laughs> maybe I'll get yeah. them some discounts for the way to the free beer, so hopefully it's something too, you know?
0: <laughs> so the parties app is interesting because my passion project that has got me to where I am now was a parties type of an mm-hmm. app, you know, wasn't just for dub dub. It was just, you know, yeah. year round, all the time parties, and it was cool that I don't know. It was just really, it seemed like a coincidence or serendipitous, mm-hmm. or like it was in the right direction yeah. because 2014, I think, when CloudKit was announced, they used parties as like an example.
1: Yeah, I Kit. I'm not sure if it's a coincidence or not. But uh, it's a good, it's, it was a good example based on, uh, I think I measured uh, last year, 2015, something like 200 hours of use of the Parties app from Apple Campus, so.
0: Whoa. So they
1: used it too, so maybe, they, that gave him the idea, I don't know.
0: <laughs> okay, and then, so yeah, so you have Parties app, they're doing parties mm-hmm. for CloudKit, and then I'm building It's sort of like a parties app, and CloudKit is, you know, makes it easier Mm -hmm. for me to use CloudKit. So it was really cool. And then to, I don't know, to hear that you built something like that, it uh, it gave me a lot of hope. I'm still working on it. My goal is to have it out uh, by the end of June, Mm -hmm. but you know, just doing all this other stuff, it's just hard. Yeah,
1: it's uh, not easy to find time. Yeah. The funny thing is, I started the so I built a parties app before it was uh, before Swift was Objective-C, and I started from Parse. And uh, when they announced on Swift and CloudKit, I moved the app to CloudKit just to try it out. And I wrote a little bit of Swift, but recently in the last few weeks, I rewrote all the app in Swift. So I took uh, some parts that no one had used and removed them and I made it very simple. And actually moved from CloudKit to a JSON hosted on uh, on GitHub. It's like cool idea that people will be able to send pull requests and add parties. But we'll see if it works or not.
0: Whoa, wait a second. Yeah. So, so well, you're saying that all the data, all the parties are just JSON objects on GitHub. Yeah, it's
1: a one object and uh, images, but everyone can go and look and... Simple request, and if I accept it, everyone will see this. Yeah, that's that was not my idea, but it's actually a cool idea. So
0: I used it. That's interesting yeah. because there's no other real data in in the parties app, yeah. right? It's just it's just parties. You don't have users. You don't have so there doesn't need to really be any cloud like logic. Or how are you? Because like, is there any sorting? Like you don't need to do any cloud logic, no, right?
1: No, just a list. Everything else is on the client. It's not that complicated. You know, like 50 parties, it's simple to, to store locally. And
0: so wait, it's it's how many parties were uploaded last year? I think
1: something around 50. maybe. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's a year before. Still waiting for them to show up this year, but uh, oh, hopefully for... soon they'll start getting emails. Some of them I got by email, some of them I discovered by myself. So
0: You mean... Uh... It's slowly. People are starting to upload yeah. the, the parties.
1: Yeah, well,
0: hopefully soon it will be like crowded and. The the last time I went on there, it was pretty early on, like right when Dub Dub was announced, and it was only Relay FM's party. Yeah,
1: and there is a. They're going to be a hike on the, on Sunday, this hike last year, uh, because of the parties up. I don't know, a few hundred people showed up. It, it was funny.
0: Where? Uh, the hike? Yeah,
1: it's like a hike that someone, a friend of mine is organizing. So That's cool.
0: Where do you guys hike?
1: It's a hike uh, around, the, you know, the Golden Gate Bridge and just to know know kind of the city and the view. So,
0: Wow. How many people went last year? I don't not know exactly, but a lot. Wow. A lot of the
1: people discovered it because of the app and it's Sunday. Everyone is in town, but nothing to do, you know, because it's before the conference. So people just came and... It was the only event on Sunday, I think, so it makes them want to come to this.
0: So did you get a ticket to DubDub?
1: Uh, yeah. Well, finally this year... Last year was hard. I didn't get I went to Altconf, but this year, yeah, I have a ticket.
0: Oh, so you didn't get a ticket last year, yeah. but you got a ticket in 2014.
1: Yeah. Okay. Last year I went to a day and a half. My friend uh, gave me his, but yeah, but I...
0: Whoa, I, uh, you can like... Get someone's pass and go in? Hey,
1: you can share them, yeah. Don't tell anyone, but, uh, <laughs> but you can do it.
0: Oh man, that's funny. So I was kind of wondering, like they say it's a lottery, but mm-hmm. you know, is it really a lottery? But to, to, to know that you got it 2014, but you didn't get one two thousand fifteen, but yeah. you did this year. It makes me think, okay, maybe it really is a lottery.
1: It is a lottery, but I think they have some kind of focus for new new first timers there. You know, they want to give the opportunity to more okay. people to go there.
0: Well, I didn't get a ticket and I don't know, maybe it's a blessing in disguise, but or or who knows, maybe um, I did get mm-hmm. one but my card was like rejected um, I think or they, something. They give
1: you time now to fix it, so
0: yeah, no. So I didn't get one. so But I was planning on going. I've always kind of wanted to go, but always felt like it wasn't for me. But now that I'm, you know, I'm an iOS developer, right? I should go. I want to go. Um, originally, I thought, I can't go. It's too expensive.
1: You should go then, even if you don't have a ticket.
0: Right. So I am planning to go. I'm thinking about going for the, the weekend before, because mm. this band I really like, the Growlers, are playing in Oakland, mm, yes. and then, you know, stay for that weekend, and then I have a lot of friends in San Francisco, hopefully hang out with them, mm. and then stay for stay for a couple days. You're going to be there the yeah, whole time, I'll I mean, be. you live there. Yeah,
1: I, I'm going to be, and you should go to AltConf, it's pretty interesting, especially, especially talks about design, about marketing, they have, like, a lot of good ideas, and they you know, it's something different that you can learn. So I like those talks. And, you know, all the events around, it's going to be it's going to be busy. You're going to uh, go to AltConf in the morning and then, like, learn something new that Apple announced in the night and, like, get back to the party. So it's a hard week. It's not that easy to be everywhere, right. you know, in the same week.
0: So I registered for AltConf. I'm mm-hmm. definitely going to go. And I also registered... or. I guess submitted to be a speaker, but I, I don't know if I got accepted because uh, I thought it'd be kind of cool to share yeah. my story at AllConf. Uh, so I definitely want to go. I'm excited to be amongst that energy. How do you keep up with with all of that? Like, I mean, you are the party's guy, so maybe mm-hmm. you're like in the best situation. Like everybody probably goes to you and be like, "What should we do tonight?" Right? So you yeah. kind of have the, <laughs> the best. But like, if 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 we're there, how do you kind of I mean, I guess you just have to go with the flow, right? But it's there's hard. gotta be a huge, there's yeah. gotta be a huge FOMO, right? Fear of missing out because like everywhere, somewhere, in, in at, at that time is something amazing happening. Yeah, you know?
1: it's hard. Like one, I remember one of the days last year, it was like Wednesday, I think, it's the most uh, full of parties day. So I just went like, I don't know, I think like six events in a few hours. Wow. I just jumped from a place to a place, said hi to everyone I know and continue to the next one. It was, it was crazy. <laughs>
0: What are you usually doing when you're, when you're not at DubDub Dub and actually like attending and learning? What are you doing? Are you just trying to socialize and meet people? What's your, what are you up to?
1: Yeah, uh, there are like some, if not a meetup, there is like a Wednesday uh, morning coffee with developers, or I'm just talking about stuff, so it's something new that I'm going, trying to socialize, yeah. That's,
0: That's awesome.
1: Good, good definition for that.
0: That's awesome. Man, I want to go, I want to go up there. If, if I come up to San Francisco on any other time, when would be a good time to come? When are, like, your guys' meetups? Yeah. What week, what day of the week are they? I think
1: it, it keeps changing, just uh, Okay. What's, like, the coo- Thursday, I what, think, I
0: don't know. What's, like, the coolest Swift or iOS developer meetup? Like, coolest, like, the most active, like, the most fun one to go to, yeah, where, something where you're called, actually learning?
1: Something called uh, Slug, I think. It's uh, organized by Realm, the open uh, source uh, competitor of, uh, of uh, core, data, core Data. Right. And they, I think they're doing two a maybe they're doing three a month now. And everyone can speak, and usually, you know, speakers speak about, not only about Swift, but it's it should be like Swift related, but people speak about everything. So when ju- when Swift was just open sourced, they had a meetup and everyone like asked questions about it. So it was really interesting because half of the things that people asked, I had like no idea about it. So I just wrote it down and then I went home and I like, cried about everything. So I learned a lot. So it's interesting yeah, to learn I saw stories, the, yeah.
0: the Swift user group uh, videos on Realm. I watched yeah. a video from Jesse Squires, I think is how you say his name. Uh, he did one on Swifty presentation controllers.
1: Mm. Yeah, they have they a lot of... Everything you can watch on. They record the video. They have all the all the slides, so you can watch everything from home too. But it's nice to meet the people there. It's it's like a small community of the same people. Almost almost always there's like the same people and new ones. So you always meet new ones. So it's really nice.
0: Right. So we are we are at the end of the podcast, but I want to ask you, what do you do for fun, Gennady?
1: If Good question.
0: <laughs> when you're not when you're not building shiny apps,
1: yeah,
0: and Alexa skills.
1: And I think th- that's my fun. <laughs> right. Yeah, I you know follow blogs, read stuff, and
0: do you uh, go go for walks, long walks around the city?
1: Um. Yeah.
0: Or ride it's, a bicycle.
1: Uh, sometimes it's not. Uh, one of my hobbies is like uh, photography, so I. Take oh, that's right. And go and take some photos, but
0: uh, yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. Yeah, that's it's cool. cool.
1: Yeah,
0: man, I, I'm excited to to go up to San Francisco. You know, I'm in LA, so it's not too hard for me to get up mm-hmm. there. And uh, yeah, I'm excited to go up there to meet you and um, a bunch of other people, and and just like that, that's gonna be fun. Like,
1: How are the meetups in LA? Is it uh, crowded so, or fun? So people?
0: we have we have Cocoa Heads. Uh, Los Angeles, we had a Cocoa Heads Pasadena, but we kind of just merged those. Then we have uh, NS Coders Pasadena and Santa Monica, but the those kind of died. And so now it's more just like NS Coders, which mm-hmm. is in Santa Monica. And yeah. then we have L.A. Swift, which has like a thousand people. But the guy that uh, created it, I don't know, he's kind of like MIA. Uh, mm-hmm. So I need to reach out to him. So then I created Learn Swift L.A., because there really wasn't, these were all like very presentation oriented, like come mm. listen to someone talk. Yeah. Um, and so I wanted something that was more like learning, like, you know, learning based, like really dig in and learn. So I created Learn Swift LA. Um, it got, you know, hundreds of members like overnight and we're at like maybe four or five hundred members. We meet every Wednesday night mm, uh, nice. lately in downtown Los Angeles, but I'm not uh, I'm open to, to going anywhere. We meet in Santa Monica, Hollywood, um, you know, anywhere in, in the greater Los Angeles you know, or s- central Los Angeles area. And we really dig down and like we actually learn. We teach people because it attracts a lot of beginners you know, which is what I was when I first started it. So we really dig down, we learn. Um, and like I said, last week, we learned um, server-side Swift, full-stack Swift, Ooh, which is really cool. Nice. So there's my, there's uh, learn Swift LA. And then I have a Swift Coders meetup, Swift Coders LA, which is like, it's, it's slowly getting started, but I want that to be more about like advanced people teaching each other, doing open source Swift, uh, with different applications, not just client-side Swift. So that's kind of slowly going, Um, and then one of my members created Full Stack Swift, and he is like he wants to be, like the center point in LA for Full Stack Swift, and Mm -hmm. so he's kind of slowly doing that. But I would say in terms of iOS development in LA, I feel like my meetup is really the only one that's uh, like active and um, and the most active because like the other ones haven't met in a while. I think everyone's just really busy.
1: Yeah, it's hard to. To do those things to organize
0: yeah Yeah, but it's important, you yeah, know it it's is. really important.
1: Yeah, um, I'll try to come sometimes we'll see. If you're in LA yeah Oh,
0: nice. I'll if try. you come to LA you should definitely you should definitely uh, hit me up.
1: You know, it's not far.
0: No, no, it's not. I'll take the cow train <laughs> <laughs> Okay. so uh, before we go, one a uh, couple things actually, where can people contact you online?
1: Um, Twitter is the best place Gennady on Twitter
0: Awesome And one piece of advice For people learning Swift Go
1: Um, For me the best advice is Just uh, To build something that You're passionate about Some problem you have And just learn something new every day And it will bring you forward Step by step
0: that's great. Yeah. Step by step, yeah. learn one, one thing new every day. I love that.
1: Because it's, it's hard yeah. to look on the future and say, oh, I want to learn something complicated. But if you learn something step by step, you get there eventually.
0: Right. Yeah. It's definitely sound advice. All right. So Gennady Okraine, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today, for sharing your story with us. Going from, you know, messing around with this really expensive computer when you were 12 years old and not letting your family play with it (laughs) to, you know, going to the IDF uh, and, you know, learning how to program, uh, you know, communications devices, I think it was, Mm -hmm. to then, you know, graduating or, you know, leaving that and then going to school and graduating and and then starting your consulting company and building the tax accounting app Mm -hmm. and then, you know, but yeah having your consulting company and then you know going to dub dub running into a founder just uh consulting with that founder and then they offered you that job and then you moved from tel aviv to to san francisco and now you're gonna get married soon it's like beautiful yeah, and it's here like, we are
1: sounds like i don't yeah
0: <laughs> <laughs> so thank you so much for sharing that with us and i really really look forward to seeing you soon uh at, yeah. at all you know up in san francisco for dub dub yeah me too.
1: And uh, thank you for having me
0: and that's the show ladies and gentlemen i hope you enjoyed listening to the swift coders podcast feel free to share the show with a friend leave a review on itunes or recommend us on overcast if you have any questions comments or just want to say hi contact me on twitter until next time go swiftly my friends